as usual, I have a whole bunch of stuff swirling around in my head that I want to talk about on my podcast. I don't have notes this time. I'm just gonna kind of wing it. And to be honest, I'm sort of nervous about this one because I'm talking about stuff that a lot of people get uncomfortable and triggered about. For some reason, the topic of like sexuality just keeps popping up for me when I think about the collective, what people are going through, and it's just kind of like in the air, like it's in the energy, and I think a lot of people are struggling in this area right now. And first of all, let's define what I mean by sexuality, because it isn't just literal like the physical act of sex, it has so much more to do with pretty much everything. Think of it kind of like your vitality, and your creative force. I've mentioned before that sexuality and creativity are closely linked and I gave an example of like when I'm making music sometimes I'll feel almost like a sexual response in my body that feels very similar to, you know, just arousal from sexual stimuli, it feels pretty much the same. And when when I made that connection, I was like, oh, that's what people mean when they say, like, sexual energy and creativity come from the same thing. They really do. And um, just the general topic of, like, arousal, you know, being engaged and, like, turned on, not even just in a in like literal intercourse or thinking about that kind of stuff but I mean just being yeah like arousal is the perfect word for it just being um, switched on and like tuned into your senses and excited and in the moment and in your body basically I think pretty much all of us could use more sexual energy and you might ask like even nymphos and i say yes because healthy balanced kind of like divine sexuality is something different than engaging in compulsive behaviors or trying to avoid something or adding more notches to your belt or whatever um it's like being embodied and being in your power and being centered. So I've dealt with a fair amount of sexual abuse in life. I actually had this traumatic memory come up for me recently in meditation that was pretty assaulty. Like I don't I don't know like where the fuck is the line when it comes to what is sexual assault. Um but it was a really traumatic memory that happened to me when I was 18 and I forgot all about it and since I mentioned it I might as well just go into it. This is pretty intense so if you, you know, trigger warning I guess for a uncomfortable thing, <laughs> um, uncomfortable sexual thing, it didn't escalate that much thankfully. But basically I used to be friends with like a group of guys when I was 18 and we all liked to do drugs a lot and they were all just friends like I wasn't sexually involved with any of them but there was this one guy who we would play fight a lot you know like kind of just push each other all in good fun you know laughing whatever 
Um, and one day we were all hanging out in my friend's room. There was like five people. I was the only woman. And me and this friend were kind of like doing what we usually do where we're like, oh, just like pushing each other playfully. But I was wearing a bathing suit top this day. And he like took it a little far. Like he pinned me to the ground and moved my top over. So my, so it was, yeah. So my boobs were out. <laughs> And I laughed, but it was actually really fucked up. And it was super, super, like, scary. Like, it switched the situation into something very serious in an instant. And I was like, get the fuck off of me, and really scared. And um, he did. Like, he got up, thank, thank fucking God. Because the most disturbing part of all is that there were, like, four other guys in the room, and none of them said anything. And that memory kind of, like, how I've always handled scary or traumatic things, especially with my boundaries being overtly broken like that, is that I just immediately suppress it and put it out of my mind, and then I don't think about it for years. And then when, it, when I do think about it, all I feel is kind of like a vague anxiety. Um, and then, like, years later, I'll finally feel the full, the full impact of it. And that's kind of what happened to me recently, like, I think like a week ago. Time is so fucking weird. I think it was like a week ago. I was just meditating in the closet, as one does, and this memory came rushing back to me. And I felt every emotion viscerally. I felt the fear, I felt the betrayal of people who I thought were my friends and not doing it, not saying anything, um, and just being violated like that, and, um, yeah, being kind of, like, dominated in a way of him pretty much showing me, like, oh, look, look what I can do, ha, huh? and you won't do anything about it, and I didn't, because I was so, um, what's the word, kind of like a pushover back then, like I didn't really re react, I was just like get the fuck off me, I don't even know what I did, I might have just kept hanging out in there, I might have left and gone home, I don't remember, but I did keep hanging out with those guys and stuff, um, and it really, I just kind of logged it away in my mind, but I bring this up because I realized, again, because this is a recurring realization, that in life, like, when a difficult memory, like, something that just bothers you comes up in your mind, it can feel kind of, like, random, or, um, you might be like, okay, yeah, this is in my mind, yeah, it was messed up, but I don't, like, feel it, or I don't know why it's relevant, why I'm thinking of this, but when it came up in my head and I felt all the emotions, like, again, to their fullest, like, I actually cried about it, which I never have before, um, and felt, like, angry and felt all this, it felt like reclaiming, like, a fiery energy that I had never had access to before, and it was, like, a new level of just firmly knowing what I will and will not accept from people, and obviously I'm, I wouldn't literally accept something that fucked up now, but but I think that this memory had some pretty much like gold in it for me to extract, which was a new level of fiery self-protection that will never ever allow anything like that to happen 
to me again, not just physically, but even just being um, violated in a mental or emotional way from people in general. So that was really amazing. So I just wanted to share this because if people have, if you have difficult memories coming up, like maybe you were made fun of in high school for something, and you well, it, it'll kind of pop in your pop up in your head, and you don't know why, you don't know what to do with it. Um, try your best to drop the story and just kind of go fully into it, like let yourself feel it all the way. Otherwise, I think the memory will just keep coming up. Like, if it's coming up, there's a reason it's ready to be, um, transmuted, most likely. And, uh, yeah, if you can, just kind of, like, breathe and go into it and be like, yeah, okay, how did this make me feel? What, what was my actual feeling beneath it? And you might have a voice chime in, like, what used to happen to me in the years since that memory. It's like, I knew it was messed up, but I felt disconnected from my emotions and whenever I would think of it I would immediately um, think yeah but I was hanging out with all these like shady people I should have known better and I kept hanging out with them after that so you know what do I ex what did I expect and stuff like that like things that basically are uh, slapping yourself in the face because if you underwent something really difficult and dramatic straight up it's like self-abuse to try to tell yourself that your emotions aren't valid or that it's your fault in any way. Drop all that bullshit if you can and just try to like stay centered and let the emotions be fully explored even if that means you have to ask yourself some questions. For me I didn't, it just like viscerally popped up um, but sometimes it's not that in your face, it's, it can be more subtle. So for those times you can try like journaling about it or just even speaking aloud and try to really get to the roots of it because traumatic memories definitely hold important information whether it's like pieces of the puzzle or pieces of yourself that you split from at the time when the trauma occurred and it doesn't have to literally be like an assault type of situation to qualify as trauma honestly like one of my most traumatic memories is is from um, one of my teachers kind of like getting snappy with me when I was four. I remember this because it was my very first encounter with someone having a harsh tone with me and it like seriously traumatized me for the rest of my fucking life. And it's such a small thing. Like, I asked the teacher, what's that for? There was like this crib outside and I thought that was kind of weird so I'm like, what's that for? She said, it's going to be for you if you don't be quiet. And she might have just been kidding, I don't even know, but I was four and I, that seriously like, it seriously like changed me forever and haunted me for so long. Like I, I might have to go into that memory in the future. I only say that to, to mention, because I've heard so many people say, yeah, I've suffered things in life, but it's not that big of a deal. Other people have it worse. And pe even people who get... One of my friends was um, raped violently enough to end up in the hospital, and she's, she said, but other people have it worse. So just to give you an idea, drop that fucking bullshit. It doesn't matter. Like, what the comparison stuff is just nonsensical. So if you... 
encountered something emotionally difficult, um, don't, please don't say other people have it worse, because that's just being an asshole to yourself. And the smallest things can hurt us really deeply and change us forever, so it's not a fucking contest. Just because some, some people have been through way worse stuff doesn't mean that your difficult experiences are not equally valid. They need to be witnessed fully and felt fully. And, um, yeah, just go easy on yourself if you decide to delve into these things. But if something's popping up for you a lot, it's definitely not random. So keep that in mind. Something really strange I've noticed about humans, uh, modern society and stuff, is that we try to group things into all of these categories that are very clumsy and rarely ever actually applied to how things are or how they function. Um, like for example, just saying like, this is what a friend is and this is romance and this is more than friendship and this is a relationship and that's not. and it. It's all really clumsy, and we all know that it doesn't actually work out that way um, in real life. And people are so weird about sexual topics. It's crazy because it's like it's on everyone's mind. It's seriously, it's been popping up for me so much lately, and I know I can tell when it's not just me, but when it's like a collective pattern that's like. It's almost like I can feel people wanting to learn and hear more about this. And uh, yeah, I've seen lots of indications that that's the case. And I guess like for a little while I was shy about talking about that kind of stuff on here. Um, but <laughs> at the same time I've always been kind of... I guess a lot more open about thing these kinds of things than the average person. For example, one time I went to like this little music festival thing in Nebraska one summer with a bunch of friends and I, I was hanging out with all these people that I didn't know that well. Like a few of them were my friends, some of them were new people. We were just hanging out in a cornfield looking at the moon. <laughs> And there's like this really huge bonfire. I was like 15 to 20 feet tall. It was a really cool night. But yeah, I was just sort of like going around and asking everyone if they've had butt sex before. <laughs> because I don't know, I like to just kind of mix up the conversation topics and it's a funny, shocking thing to ask. And it's interesting. It's an interesting way to learn about someone to ask them something so, um, What's the word? Vulgar. <laughs> and obviously, well, back then I was still drinking and doing a lot of drugs. So there was that involved, which probably loosened the, the borders a little bit. I think that night it was alcohol, mushrooms, maybe some coke or something. But so I was just kind of going around and asking everyone because it was funny. and. To me, like, I'm not really shy about those things, which is probably also a reason why um, I write about adult topics 
And I've also written erotica. I, uh, <laughs> I was getting paid for a little bit to write under this pseudonym. I'm not gonna say what the pseudonym is. And I had to write about like billionaire erotica because it wasn't my topic choice. It was this company I worked for um, who had this specific niche of like billionaire men, like dominant billionaires. And so I just sort of, you know, they would give me free reign basically. They would just say it has to be about a billionaire and the main topic would be a woman. And it, it came very, very naturally to me. And I think I'm actually really good at writing erotica because <laughs> I sent it to one of my friends to read. Um, and he told me he jerked off to it. <laughs> Which is really funny because he watches a lot of porn. And I know that a lot of guys who watch a lot of porn are kind of desensitized, like they're not gonna really get... Well, I don't want to generalize, but I think a lot of times you probably wouldn't get much out of reading a sexual story if you are like looking at porn a bunch of times, but he was saying <laughs> he did, and I was like, he's like, maybe this is TMI, but yeah, and I said, well, that's pretty much the highest compliment you can give an erotica writer, right? Because that's kind of the point. <laughs> that's kind of the point of this material. Um, also, I sent that story to a friend of mine, who a female friend of mine, who wanted to read it. And she never said anything about it <laughs> to me again. And that was kind of like, oh man, was, I, was that like way too kinky? Or, this is weird. <laughs> So anyway, that was kind of a side note, but all that to say that I'm not uncomfortable in these realms. And since I have a podcast where I share my thoughts, and this is a topic that I can feel people wanting to hear more about, different perspectives on, and, um, yeah. It just seems like something to start talking more about, because why not? Like, it's on everyone's minds, but most people don't talk about it. And like I said, people categorize things, like they're like, like, sex is this, and uh, anything outside of that is not that. And we try to, like, categorize, like, is this sensual or sexual? I don't know. Is this softcore? Is this this? And... I don't know, it's it's so weird, especially in American culture, because it's like it's shoved in your fucking face everywhere you look, yet people are so weird about it. Like, we can't even show nudity on TV, but it's like, it, it's, it's just a really weird um, mix of factors at play in the culture, and I think that people are fucking confused about it. And that's why I think it's, but it's like, it's at the core of who we are. It's literally how we come into this earth. And like I said, there's that link between sexuality and creativity. And I think it has a lot to do with confidence too, like, and just general vitality. It's at the root of pretty much everything, which is why I believe why it's kind of like attacked and suppressed because it's our power. Like that's the seat of your power your sexuality. So if it's not flowing or you're not um, satisfied with yourself 
or relationship, which can pretty much mean the same thing, um, sexually, then you're going to be kind of off balance in every other area. I'm not going to say that I'm some pro at this kind of stuff. I'm still learning about it myself, of course. I'm never ever trying to come at anything as an expert, because I'm not an expert at anything. Um, but I do think that just the mainstream narrative paints it in this very weird, intentionally confusing way where basically it's like you have to earn it or you have to it's like an achievement or you have something to prove or you're good at it if this and bad if this and you have to be this size otherwise this and it's it's a really fucked up jungle out there and I think that pretty much everyone can benefit from having a more healthy, balanced relationship with their own sexuality, because that is your fire, like that is your fuel, that's your vitality. And so I, I, most of my listeners are guys, and I've wondered why that is. Um, I think, well in life, like a lot of my friends have also been guys. I have women friends too, but usually, like mentally speaking, intellectually speaking I tend to resonate more with guys or at least that's how it's been up until now but every single mentorship client that I've had so far has been a guy and anyone who's reached out to me from my channel when I post things like oh yeah email me for this it's always guys so I know that uh, sexuality is a different topic for men and women but the thing is that it it's messed up for all of us and I know that guys you have the role of feeling like you have to prove something. Even with online dating, you know, it's, A, it's such a weird experience, it's like you're shopping for humans. No judgment if people do that, I mean, pretty, like a lot of people I know do it, and I was actually on <laughs> Bumble for a few days, <laughs> um, like a month ago, month and a half ago. That was a crazy experience. Seriously, like two or three days was enough for me. I'm like, I am fucking out, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, yeah, it's a completely different thing for guys, like, they have to, they have to be the ones that are, like, making the moves and saying the things, and there's so much scrutiny on you, yet, like, people are very quick to call guys creepy, um, especially with the, you know, all the Me Too stuff made people a bit more sensitive to these things, which is good in one sense, but in another, I think a lot of guys feel like kind of afraid to express anything assertive with women because they don't want to come off as a creep. And honestly, you guys are kind of made to feel like creeps just for showing interest a lot of times. So for whatever reason, I don't know if it's because I grew up with brothers, I don't know if it's because of the kind of mind I have, I don't know if it's a physical looks kind of thing, but for whatever reason, like, most of my audience is guys. And so I just want to say that I've caught a bit of a glimpse into the behind the scenes of how you guys feel. And um, I know that a lot of people are struggling with loneliness, especially if you resonate with the kind of unusual topics of this podcast. Um, 
and you're a guy, the loneliness probably gets kind of intense sometimes. But I just want to say that like anything that you'd be seeking in the external world, whether it's a girlfriend or a wife or just even like a one night stand or even just going on dates, like not even full on relationships or sexual encounters, but just any interaction with feminine energy that you're craving or wanting to chase, um, or even avoiding. Pretty much any relationship you have with it is a reflection of your own inner feminine. I read this book once that was really fucking interesting about the psychology of romantic love. And it was saying, obviously I'm going to be heteronormative here, but masculine and feminine doesn't have to mean literally like men and women, of course. People know that by now. So in this book it was just saying that most of the time, you know, a woman, um, like, that all women have, like, a male soul, and then men have a female soul, like the anima and animus, maybe you've heard of it. But basically that in our more modern culture, we have this thing where we, like, where romantic love is just this projection of looking at the opposite sex and seeing the divine, but that you're really seeking like your own soul. And so you end up projecting all of this stuff onto someone of the opposite sex. Like literally you're holding them up to the standards of some kind of godly figure and they're always, always, always going to disappoint or there's gonna be a crash after that. And I thought it was interesting because they were saying that like in India, I don't know if it's the same in modern day or this is just talking about history, but in India they said that this type of reverence that we have for our like new partners here in America and stuff is reserved only for like the guru. Like you don't mess around with that kind of energy in actual relationships because it's volatile and it it's not necessarily the right basis for a romantic partnership. Um, and another thing they were saying is that like knights back in the day, they used to have their muse, like the woman that inspired them. But there was some kind of rule like, you don't fuck your muse. <laughs> like, that you're not actually supposed to take it there to a sexual place. So I'm just thinking maybe they, maybe they were onto something, like maybe it's not good to mix those, but all this to say that you're not actually missing anything. Yeah, it's really, really nice to have a partner or just to have someone to have sex with or even just cuddle with or to be interested in. It adds intrigue and excitement to your life, but it's never gonna complete you. This feels like really basic um, cliche advice, but, and I think most of us know that intellectually, but actually accepting it fully, deeply, like, no, literally, that's not going to bring me any fulfillment if I'm not fulfilled now. Like, yeah, you're going to get the high that everyone gets within the first few months of liking someone or being with them, but then it wears off and you're yourself again and you have to deal with all your issues. And you have a partner and you have to deal with all their issues. <laughs> it's a mess. So if you're feeling like lonely and isolated and maybe even kind of sexually frustrated right now, happens to the best of us, then just know that, like, you're just seeking your own inner feminine essence 
and probably just being connected to your own sexuality in a healthy way. And if you're alone and lonely, that's actually the perfect situation um, because you don't have any distractions and you can't project. I mean, you still can in your mind and stuff, but you have a really good opportunity to kind of start getting in touch with that essence within you now. And that's the only thing that's ever going to bring you the real fulfillment that you want. The other stuff is nice. I'm not saying go be a celibate monk for the rest of your life or anything. Um, but definitely finding that place of wholeness within you first before pursuing any type of uh, sexual relationship or crush. Even talking to someone like long distance that you're attracted to counts with what I'm talking about because you're linking your energy up with someone and the thing is like if you haven't figured out how to feel completely whole and fulfilled and in balance sexually and harmonious and stuff which honestly most people haven't so don't feel bad um, I'm still working on it too we all are but if you haven't figured out how to fill your own cup basically um, no connection that you seek out with the opposite sex, or same if you're into that, no shame, I'm bi too, <laughs> but um, anything that you're seeking outside of you or that any connection that you form outside of you or anyone that you attract to you is going to reflect back the lack that you originally had. And it's funny because we all think that we can bypass this kind of stuff like oh no but I'll meet the right person and then I'll be able to sort out my stuff while I'm in a relationship and it's like no because if you're incomplete from the start and you form anything no matter how casual um, it's going to have that lack embedded in it already by default so, so like the energy that you begin things with the motivation that's underneath uh, the actions that you take imbue the entire thing with that. Does that make sense? So for example, you know, you're like bored or lonely or whatever, so you sign up for Tinder and you're on there and you match with a girl that's kind of cute and then you're like, okay, well, um, I'm feeling sort of bored so I guess I'll see where this goes. Right there, like, nope. It's not going to lead anywhere good because you're doing it out of boredom. I'm not saying don't still do it, you know, like follow your impulses. Honestly, being on Bumble for two to three days, for me, um, I did it out of morbid curiosity, okay? I really just wanted to know what, what it was all about because everyone around me is on these apps and I'm just like, what does swipe left mean? <laughs> and so I was just on there for a bit, just seeing what it was like. And I learned so, 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 so fucking much about myself and about other people and whoa in such a short amount of time um so it wasn't like i don't regret anything so i'm not saying don't follow your impulses but but i am telling you that anything that you're doing out of a place of like feeling incomplete is just not going to give you what you actually want. So just take the fucking easier road, take the shortcut, and just fill your own cup now. And then allow any of your relationships or sexual encounters or crushes or whatever, what have you, 
to grow out of that fulfilled state and then and then you'll get actual lasting connections or at least things that fulfill you I don't want to even say lasting because honestly a lot of times it feels like something that's gonna last forever but almost never does so it's not about the time frame but if you um, form a connection when you're fulfilled it's just gonna be a lot more fruitful and it's gonna give you what you actually want this sounds like I'm advocating that everyone just stay celibate until they feel whole, which is not necessarily the case. You can be in a relationship with someone and both grow, have it be a healthy thing, but honestly when I look into the world and I see people's relationships and stuff, that is not what people are doing, okay? <laughs> people are using each other to distract themselves and pretty much playing out their traumas on each other a lot of times and that's fine it's a learning experience um, honestly like for whatever reason um, my main method for learning lessons in this life has been other people like so many of my spiritual breakthroughs or breakdowns or revelations or epiphanies have come through relationships um, mostly male people there's definitely something there where it's I feel like that's just like who I uh, both learn the most from and who I resonate most with and I was wondering why for a while thinking like does this mean there's some kind of imbalance within me with my own inner feminine or something but no I think it's just like the kind of flavor I have resonates with uh, males and it's vice versa too women are awesome as well but honestly um, for a long time I found them a lot more intimidating because they're more mysterious and it can be scary <laughs> but I'm healing all of that I am uh, open to having all sorts of friends but not necessarily right now because to be honest I don't really have the energy for that at all like I'm not even maintaining almost any of my friendships anymore because I just am feeling really strongly pulled into hermit mode which is fine, that's another thing I want to say, you know, like I have this strong urge to keep going deeper and deeper into hermit mode and just not really maintain my relationships and like obviously that sounds quote unquote unhealthy but it's like no, this is like really what my deepest soul is calling for at the moment and so if you feel some kind of inner calling like that it just, it's kind of dumb to be like, but wait, does this make me an unhealthy person according to society's standards? It's like, look at the fucking standards. Is that what you want to judge yourself up against? Or would you rather trust yourself, like your super intelligent body, which is like this amazing technology that goes way beyond our wildest understandings? I think you should trust that instead. Um, so anyway, this is going all over the place, but I'm ex I'm experimenting with all these different kind of, I guess, healing modalities lately. And since the topic of sex is so thickly in the air and so much on my mind right now, um, I'm kind of focusing on that with some of that stuff. And this new concept that I'm working on
kind of merges like spirituality and sexual things. Well, they're already related, so I don't even want to say merges, but I'll just say that it's almost kind of an unusual mix of stuff that you wouldn't typically see. Um, that I haven't seen anyone else do, and I've never heard of anything like it before, so I honestly don't really even know what to call it, and it's kind of hard to talk about because I don't have any frame of fucking reference for what it is. But basically it's a way that I'm kind of like sending you soothing but also sexual <laughs> types of energy and it's meant to um, activate you. Not just in the most obvious way, <laughs> which is part of it too by the way, um, but also spiritually because if something or someone is sexually attractive to you, there's a reason for it. Like there's part of you that resonates with that and recognizes something in that energy that is within you. It's like the divine dance of the masculine and feminine, like always trying to move closer towards each other and join together for creation. So these energies are playing out all the time around us in various ways. So this concept I'm working on is kind of related to that. Like it's insinuating that if you are attracted to something or someone, that there's some kind of recognition within you of your own divine feminine. Speaking to guys right now. Or by women, I guess, or lesbos. Um, or people who like females, <laughs> whatever. So this thing I'm doing, I don't know what the fuck to call it, it's like a healing transmission, but it's also a sort of performative art thing, but it's also intuitive, but it's also designed to be activating, designed to like activate a remembrance of your own divine inner sexual feminine essence, and to transmit comfort, like soothing attention, divine feminine energy. I'm really excited about it even though I'm also really kind of like shy about it still because A, like I don't know what to call it yet and B, I've never seen anyone do this and C, it's like a ver really vulnerable thing like kind of like an in intimate thing. It's not prostitution, okay? <laughs> uh, but it's somewhere like crossing the line between sexual, like sex work things and spiritual healing, sort of. Like, so, no way that I've tried to come up with to describe this so far sounds right. But I will say that I've tested it out on a few people and I've had really positive um, feedback lately, so I think I'm onto something and I'm, I'm just following the inner calling, okay? No matter how weird it gets, that's what I'm here for. And I'm just fucking talking about this even though I'm literally blushing right now. There's no one that can see me, but I'm still just like blushing knowing people are gonna hear this. But the thing is, that's how it is a lot of times when you feel a calling to do something but don't necessarily understand why, it's usually something irrational or confusing to the conscious mind and it can feel so fucking awkward and embarrassing and that's actually a good sign because it means you're doing something new and evolution lives in the now.
it's stretching towards what hasn't been done before because it's evolving towards new things so if you find yourself feeling embarrassed and like tripping over your words and shy about things that's actually a really good sign that you're doing new things and challenging yourself so um, even though I do feel it's, it feels vulnerable to put this out there but honestly that's part of the magic of this healing transmission thing that I'm experimenting with is the vulnerability like that is actually the magic beneath it so if you're curious about what I'm talking about and intrigued by it you can send me an email and ask for more information otherwise I just want to tell people listening that everything is going to be okay because I know how uh, just fucking chaotic and confusing and weird things can feel especially lately like the energy is is thick and confusing and changes a lot like time has been getting so fucking weird for me lately I had like a four or five day stretch of time where every day felt so long like each day felt like it was at least twice as long as normal and then it started doing weird things where the morning would like feel really long and then the afternoon would fly by and it was like yeah this kind of stuff is normal but it was like way over the top to where it's like what the fuck is happening is someone messing with the controls in this in this game <laughs> um but yeah there's just like a lot of uncertainty a lot of people are being forced to do their shadow work and look at things that they don't want to look at which involves being triggered which involves intense emotions going on even if it's not happening to you, it's happening around you, whether you're witnessing it in your family and friends, or in the media, or online, or just hearing about it, um, you are affected by it. It's really easy to forget that, especially if you live alone, or you don't necessarily plug into the mainstream narrative a lot. We're still absolutely affected energetically by all of this stuff, and lately the energy has been crazy. Like it's. Like almost every day I feel this ambient anxiety in the air that I know isn't mine. It's not related to anything that I'm going through, but it's there. It's just like there, thick. Um, and I, I really think that people who are focusing on deprogramming themselves and who resonate with my content and you're still listening over 40 minutes in, you're definitely, 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 well, almost certainly, one of the types like me who's like highly sensitive possibly kind of psychic possibly empathic you pick up on things you notice things um and you're gonna be feeling it you're gonna be feeling what the collective is going through and it's it's okay honestly if something comes into your field that feels scary or foreign or just unwanted in any way the best thing to do is just like always go back to that root of self-kindness be like talk kindly to yourself and try to like explore what the feelings trying to tell you and try to be loving towards it like oh I feel like I feel this right now and that's all right it sounds simple but it's really revolutionary um, it's just energy trying to move through you know and there's ways that we can make that smoother and ways that we can tie ourselves up in knots and get all fucked up over it it's not necessary to treat it that way. 
If something unwanted appears in your reality, it's always an opportunity. It's always going to teach you something about yourself. Being triggered is like the greatest gift ever. Seriously, if you can do yourself the favor of flipping your perspective to being excited about triggers, or at the very least seeing them as a really good opportunity, you're gonna change the whole game for yourself because they really are, they hold like all of this information that you need that's actually really beneficial. It's kind of like unlocking powers, to be honest. Uh, and for some reason, a lot of people who are drawn to magic and kind of like psychically, naturally psychically attuned to things or pick up on things from people, um, the types of people that probably resonate with me. There seems to be some kind of formula where as you're healing your traumas and triggers and stuff, that's when you start unlocking more and more of your gifts, 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 that's a tough word. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's been happening for me. I've always been pretty, I mean, I've always been super intuitive and uh, empathic. But lately, like as I've been just undoing more and more layers of programming and healing and stuff, the psychic stuff is going way way up and now it's like I can just sense um, patterns going on with the collective and I can sense like energies and I can feel whether they're mine or not and it all just I don't think there's a limit to how um, much you can sense and I think the more that you heal your own individual traumas the more you can witness and hold and it's like you almost get more assigned to you to clear and this might be getting like really off the deep end now, <laughs> but that's been my experience so far. But just know that triggers are not a problem. Seriously, I don't know how much longer, but there's probably going to be a sig fairly significant stretch of time still, like at least a year or several, where the collective, like most people, are having a very hard time. You know, like things aren't the way they used to be and things are breaking down around us and anything that you've been running from and suppressing is going to be knocking at the door and forcing you to reckon with it. That's another thing I've been realizing recently is like you don't have to ask yourself am I on the right path? Um, should I do this or do that? Because it's like if you just focus on deprogramming yourself and loving yourself and feeling calm and centered and doing things that make you happy the right stuff will be really obvious like you'll feel it you'll know You'll know if you want to do something. You'll know if the relationship is right. And for a lot of people, these realizations are fucking uncomfortable. And they kind of like, they're like, no, I don't, I don't want to look at that. I don't want to change. And okay, I mean, I guess you can cling to the old ways if you want. But just know it's going to be a rough ride if you do that. So do yourself a favor and get really, really good at just surrendering. Like, I used to hate that word, by the way. People would say, just surrender. I was like, no, that sounds fucking weak. I don't want to do that. Um, but it's actually not. It's like pretty much the highest wisdom of all. And when I say surrender, I mean like surrender to your deeper self and to the universe at large and knowing that everything is okay and you can trust yourself. And if you don't believe that, just think back to all the times that you thought you were going to fuck something up and you didn't and it worked out really well and you impressed yourself. And if you ever feel like you're not going anywhere in life, 
Think about where you were five years ago compared to now. And then it becomes very obvious that you're growing a lot, even if it doesn't seem that way. And, uh, yeah, everything's gonna be okay. I just really feel like people need to hear that right now. I'm telling myself as well, but whoever's listening to this, like, I can feel you guys. Because time isn't real. <laughs> I told you in the last episode that this is gonna start getting more, probably more woo, because that's the direction that I'm going, but uh, I just want you guys to know that you you are doing well and you're not alone, even if you are literally alone, like you live by yourself and you don't have friends, you're not actually alone, ever. Um, so I'll leave it there for now. You can, If you want to work with me, check out my services page because I do a lot of different things, like too many things to list at this point. Um, if you want more content, join my Patreon, which I say in pretty much every episode. And yeah, this I guess was kind of like a triggering, potentially triggering podcast episode that I will be a little bit nervous to post, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye.